very special Happy Mother's Day to all of you who had class. We uh, appreciate your sacrifice and work parents and uh, children. And uh, we want to honor you this morning. Just give them a hand. We honor you this morning, and we're going to continue to hear a little bit more about Mother's Day. And, and specifically, Naomi, because we've been going through the Book of Ruth together, so it just happens that fits pretty well with where we're at right now, speaking about Mother's Day. Click use but camera. according to a survey, 40% of moms have received oh, some yeah. kind of gift, an unwanted Mother's Day gift. Maybe one that they received that they weren't too happy about or too excited about, but they're too polite to say anything. They just kind of take that gift and they're not going to complain about it. And I have a parcel list, I'm not going to read all 30, but a parcel list of the 30 worst Mother's Day gifts according to moms who actually receive these gifts. <laughs> so, the first one, this is a no-no. Deodorant, oh. not a good Mother's Day gift. <laughs> a fire extinguisher, is not a good Mother's Day gift, in case maybe she doesn't bake so well. <laughs> Cleaning supplies, a stick of French bread, salad dressing, popcorn, an ant farm. Because who wouldn't want an ant farm? <laughs> Hair dye. A screwdriver. A toilet roll. Although these days, maybe it's not so much a gift. <laughs> After these past couple of years. Not years ago. A calculator or car parts. Now, if any of you bought these things, you may want to check the return policy just to see if this is something that you can return as soon as possible. But if there is no return on it, I guess there's always next year. <laughs> I try to get better next time. And there's another newspaper that ran an article titled The 20 Most Awful Mother's Day Cards. These are the cards that you absolutely should not buy. Make, let me make it clear. You should not buy these cards. So here it is, in case you want a few examples of these. Number one. Mom... Thanks for always checking up on me with a picture of a cell phone with 24 unanswered phone calls and texts. <laughs> Second, well, I guess this Mother's Day card is late. Looks like someone wasn't raised properly. Third card, I'm awesome. You're welcome to the luckiest mom ever. Or how about this one? Mom, I love you loads. A picture of laundry basket overflowing with clothes. Speaking of clothes, can you do my laundry? Worst Mother's Day cards. Do not buy those cards and give them to your moms this day. But we do take this day to honor all moms because we know that they play a huge role in the household and in bringing up their children. Bringing up children. Today we take a moment to appreciate you and all the ways that you have loved and cared for your families and brought them up. We know that you don't do it for money or fame, because you don't want to famous doing those things. But you work hard, and you love your kids, and you love your family. So I want to say a sincere thank you and appreciation for all that you do today. There you go. We love and appreciate you. And also during this time, I also want to recognize that just reading. There may be some that didn't quite have the mother on the Hallmark cards. 
You know, when you read those cards and you look through them and think, no, that's not my mom. No, that's not mine. You know, this could be a difficult holiday for some. That's the challenges in their homes. But I also want to encourage you that we we have a God that brings healing where there's open wounds. I want to recognize those who maybe have lost their mothers in this past year or maybe quite a, quite a few years ago. I know there seems to be at this season or at this holiday a little bit of a hole in your life, but let's take that time and remember and appreciate the things that they've passed down to us things that we continue to live today. And you're an encoder. So we've been going through the book of Ruth, and we've been walking in the shoes of another mother. To change it from and that's Naomi. The seven it's in your encoder. We have seen the pain that she has gone through. We've seen the heartache of this mother. The mother who not only lost her husband, but she also lost both of her sons. See, life was stolen from her. We read in the New Testament, in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and it says that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and to have it abundantly. See, we see that Naomi wasn't living that abundant life. She wasn't living abundantly. But we also see that there's an enemy that's there that came to kill, to steal, and to destroy our lives. An enemy of our souls. And if you've ever been stolen from, or you've faced life tragedies, and you know that the enemy has taken something from you, you know what it feels like. You feel helpless. You feel bitter. Because there's nothing you could have done to change the situation. There's nothing you could have done to keep from being stolen from. So in those situations, you can become better or bitter. And we see that in the story so far, Naomi, whose name meant pleasant, she said, don't call me by my name. Call me by Mara, which means bitter. Naomi was kind of bitter about what life had brought to her so far. Life as she knew it had changed. Life as she knew it was stolen. The family that she moved away from was stolen. Her sons, Malon and Kilion, stolen from her. Her husband, Elimelech, stolen from her. Gone. There would be no return to normal. See, Satan came together to steal more strength. And Naomi had a front row seat as she watched her family fall apart. Many of us have experienced some similar emotions even over the past year. Feeling like we've lost at least one year of normal life. Maybe even being separated from family and friends. And the loneliness that comes along with it. And the frustration that comes along with that. I guess sometimes maybe even the bitterness that comes along with that. Last week we talked about how God's silence does not equal God's absence. And we see God at work in the background all through the book of Ruth. His silence did not leave his absence. And he had continued to provide for them and continued to keep his hand over them. And we see this unfolding all throughout the story of Ruth. And we see how God seems to be behind the scenes. Though you don't see him at the forefront. The only time he's named up to this point is when Naomi says that he brought this upon her. 
just like many of us have no idea how God's going to come through. But she went to work. We saw that she put her faith in action. She didn't wait back for the, for the harvest to come to her, for food to come to her. She took a step of faith and she went out into a field and began working. She put her faith to work. And in this section of Luke that we're going to read today, she's been working hard in this field. And she is noticed by a man named Boaz. Boaz invites her to have lunch with him, and she eats more and has more than she could even eat. And so we see in the scriptures here that there are actually leftovers. Things that she couldn't quite finish. She couldn't possibly eat in one sitting. So she put them to the side, and know what she did? She went back to work. Meanwhile, Boaz calls all his workers over quietly. And then he says to them, drop some cheese on the ground as your father said. Stop. Let her pick them up. Let Ruth pick those up and begin to gather level up program. See, Ruth is no longer just going to have the leftovers from the edges of the field. He is allowing her to go among the harvesters. It's going to be something that they drop. Ever heard the phrase accidentally on purpose? Accidentally on purpose. This is in, where you do something intentionally, but you pretend it was an accident. So when you threw the ball at your sibling's head, it was accidentally on purpose, right? It was an accident. Accidentally on purpose. They're dropping these <coughs> sheaves. The scripture says that she gathered half of a bushel in one day. Now half of a bushel was worth about a, a half month's worth of food. In one day, she gathered that. That's a huge blessing. And this is where we're going to pick up the story today. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Luke chapter 2, verses 18 through 20. It says, She carried it back into town and showed it to her mother-in-law. Ruth also gave her the roasted grain that was left over from, from her meal. Where did you gather this grain today, Naomi asked. Where did you work? May the Lord bless the one who has helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man in whose field she had worked. She said, the man I work with today is named Boaz. May the Lord bless him, Naomi told her daughter-in-law. He is showing his kindness to us as well as to your dead husband. The man is one of our closest relatives, one of our family redeemers. So here we see in Naomi, finally, after all the bitterness, after all the struggle, after moving back home, having no idea what, what she was in for when she got there, we see now, from this moment, a glimmer of hope. For the first time in the story, we see Naomi speaking well of God, or blessing Boaz, and calling God's blessing upon him. We see Naomi excited about all the food that Ruth had brought back in her work that day. She said, may God bless the person who helped you. This, is this was not just a leftovers day. This was several days of food. And like most parents, I'm wondering if Naomi thought something along the lines of, you didn't do anything illegal, did you? You get all that food in one day? But no. It wasn't legal. Ruth tells her about this man named Boaz and how he told her to stay in his fields to work there among his people and his workers until the harvest season is over. And the harvest season was around three months. So maybe if Ruth could just continue to work hard, they could store up enough food for quite a while if she continued to get a half bushel a day. 
story. We see that the changes are taking place in Naomi now because of what we did. Notice that for a moment. God used Ruth to turn Naomi's bitterness into gratitude. Leaning on another cold. God used Ruth to raise the level of faith she was so of Naomi. To God used Ruth to encourage the faith in of Naomi. Ruth and Naomi went from leftovers to abundance in one day. This echoes Jesus' words. I came to give life and to give it abundantly. So in this story, we're seeing the tide begin to shift for Naomi and Ruth. And I want to declare this morning that I believe that the tide is turning for you. Moms, Future moms, adopted moms, moms who have influenced other women, though you have no children of your own, I want you to leave here this morning encouraged with a glimmer of hope in your life. Despite what you're seeing right now, despite what you see in your life, understand and be encouraged that God is in control, that He is still on the throne, that He is working in the background, and when you don't see it, your Boaz is coming. What is Boaz? It means, or he is the kinsman redeemer. But Naomi tells me, he's our kinsman redeemer. He's the, our next of kin. And what does that mean? It means that he is the family member that can step in and restore all that was lost to the family. Restore property and children and finances. Boaz is the person, the next of kin, that can step up and do that. He can redeem the things that have been lost. He can redeem the things that have been stolen. He can restore the things that have been stolen. And he would step in and restore all that the thief has taken away. All that has been stolen from us. All that has been stolen from you. See, Boaz is a foreshadowing of Jesus. Because we know Jesus as our redeemer. He's our redeemer. He's the one that can wipe out our past, no matter what we've done. He can restore what's been taken from us by the enemy of our souls. If you're struggling today, my encouragement to you this morning is to look to Jesus Christ. He is our source of hope. He is our source of strength in our time of need. He is the restorer of things that have been broken. He is the one that truly provides for us in our time of need. He is the one who protects us in the fields. He is the one that gives us hope when there seems to be no reason to hope. Facebook he is the one who we place our trust. We place our trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone. You see, there is a This is the most challenging aspect of this. I want to encourage you to look at this. Take your eyes just for a moment off of your immediate circumstances. And look for that glimmer of hope. Look at it from a higher, higher ground, higher viewpoint. Begin to pray. I need a glimmer of hope. I need to see you at work. I need to see something happening here in my life. Believe that there's that glimmer of hope for you. No matter what you're facing today, there is a redeemer that can take the brokenness of your life and redeem it. He can take the, the puzzle pieces of your life that have 
all been split apart and ripped apart and bring them back together. He can take the shattered parts of your life and bring them back to wholeness. He can redeem it. There's a redeemer that can restore all that has been lost. And there's a redeemer that cares for you and that cares for me. He has provided. He has protected you. He has been faithful. How many of you can say amen to that? This morning you may be here and you feel like you don't have any reason to hope. You may even feel completely hopeless. Dan's not going to be here next week. You may feel lost. And you're wondering if things will ever happen. By the time I'm done this week, I'll be sitting next to my Because this church, we can do some more prayer. And we believe that power changes things. That prayer changes things. Because we ask the God's power to work in your life when you're struggling. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I said, Lord, I pray for you. If you're struggling today. Father, I thank you for each and every person here. Lord, I pray for those that may be struggling right now in this moment, feeling like there is no hope. For those that are already believers in you, they believe. Please, Lord, help them. Maybe they're struggling to see your hand at work in their lives. Father, I just pray that today we would take our focus off of the life and bring our focus to you. You are the author and protector of our faith. In Jesus' name. Give us the glimmer of hope in our circumstances, maybe. Give us the strength to carry on. And Lord, even as we sang this morning, fill us with your spirit to overflow. When we come in empty, when we're struggling, when we feel like nothing is going right, Lord, this morning our prayer is that you fill us with the of your Holy Spirit to overflowing in such a way that you're working in us and we're overflowing to Pray, Father, for each one that has come here discouraged. And I pray more strength than that today. We pray this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there are those of you this morning that may be listening and again, you may be looking for a moment of hope. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ, you don't know who he is, or maybe you've heard of him, you don't really understand who he is. Today, what I'm saying to you is that there's a redeemer in Jesus Christ, and he came here to this earth to walk among us. He was crucified so that he could be forgiven. And not only was he crucified, but he rose to new life. He rose again from the dead. We celebrated that several weeks back. And you can trust God for a new beginning today. He will help you recover what has been stolen. He came to give you life for a life more abundant. You can step forward today and Jesus Christ in a part of your life. So whether you're here in the sanctuary or whether you're watching online, if you would like to pray that person that goes to Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. You know, maybe your heart doesn't necessarily have to get loud, and there's no magic in these words. It's simply me. If you could please pray with me this morning, very good now, I'm glad for this. Lord, this morning, I bring my brokenness to you. I know all that I've faced in my life, and you know all that I've faced in my life. 
Thank you for loving me and giving your life on the cross so that I can have new life. I place my trust in you. I place my hope in you. I believe you did die on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose again. Forgive my sins today. Today I place my life into your hands. Please restore all that has been taken and give me abundant life. In Jesus' name I pray. that prayer this morning, I want to encourage you to download a free app on your phone called Rebirth. Once you download that, you can look in the different lesson plans. There's a search thing. So all you have to type in there is first steps to new believers. Begin to go through that. That will take you through some next steps to continue to grow in your faith. I want to encourage you to do, to do that this morning. If you're local, I encourage you to come on out to see us at 10 a.m. on Sundays. If you're not local and you're watching from somewhere else, find a local church. It's near you. I also said that's not plug and play. You have to set it. Every single time to stand. There'll be a special blessing that comes from the book of Numbers. It's right on the people's interest. I think we did. Romans chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6. Verses 24 to 26. Now may the Lord bless you. Facebook May just changed all its settings because it must have so many streams at once. And, and he has to go and do something. That took a while. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Have a wonderful day. We love and appreciate you. God bless you.